This is Rebecca Foster, and you are listening to Andy Clark on 7FM. 7FM would like to present the best DJ in the world, but we can't. So here's Andy Clark at his 7 Ball Breakfast Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for my favourite fitness programme, The Great British Breakfast. The easy way to start your day. Aye, aye, aye. Aye. She's back. Hey. The bird is, the classy bird is back. So it's the original breakfast crew together. And Paul. And Paul. I do think is. I can just, I can feel what he's thinking, so I shouldn't say this because I do it. I'm quite nasty to him, but I don't, it's not nasty, it's affection. We've made him feel exclusive now. We do. The emphasis on the X. Exactly. So I even put that on Facebook this morning. Did you notice that? I did read it, yeah, I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, what, the bit about Caro being better than you? Oh, I didn't notice that bit. Oh, right, okay. Well, it was inferred. So, what have you been doing, our car? Well, uh, working and... Preparing for having my kitchen demolished. Oh, really? Well, demolished. A, a wall demolished. What are you yeah. having instead? Kitchen diner. Oh, check you out, girl. Yeah. So when did you decide that? I decided about three months ago that I was going to stay there, despite the fact that they've ruined my view with the housing estate. So um, I'm going to um, uh, have a new kitchen diner put in. My mate, Gar. Our Gar. Our Gar is going to do it. That's the one with the, uh, with the wife called Car, isn't it? That's it. Gar Car. Gar Car. Gar Car. Yeah, I know Gar Car. And uh, he's been at the end of November, so I've got to get everything out of the kitchen. It's frightening. It's horrible because where to put it, isn't it? I know. Yeah. You know, even though we've got a fairly big place here, it's it's when you've got to move stuff from somewhere to another place, everything's got its own place. Yeah. And, and it messes up the rules. Kitchen, you know what I'm like? Kitchens are horrible things to have to do as well because that's a real impact. Well, you need most of it. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. What, what do you keep out to use? What you need to do is have a, have a, have a keep and what, you mean going to throw things away? Oh, God, you no. can't throw things away. No, 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 no no, I, I mean, you know, to, to eat, because I'm, I'm going to have to use the utilities then ah. to do all my cooking on the What's microwave. The, how, lo- how long's the time to get it? About three weeks. Oh, that ain't too bad, oh, is that's it? right. You don't eat three weeks. And he's taking a wall down, is he, at the same he time? Is. Oh, that's, yeah. that ain't bad, really. Yeah, yeah, she didn't ask him good. to. No, he's, he's just good. taken down. <laughs> he I've taken the wrong str- one down. I've he's had a structural it. engineering, like, to make sure it wasn't a supporting wall. Okay, well, that's nice. And he said it's not. It's an outside wall as well, which is interesting, isn't it? So what are you going to put there in its place? Yeah. Well, if my house is still standing in three weeks from now, we'll know. We'll know. And that open plan toilet you've had is brilliant. Isn't I, it? Yeah, <laughs> an open floor, an open back. How does that yeah. work? Open back. Didn't, didn't you used to do that this thing when we were kids, where you'd phone up and say, "Can I speak to Mr. Wall?" And no, go, no, Mr. Wall. And then you'd say, well, it's Mrs. Wall. And then at the end you go, were there any of the walls there? <laughs> and they go, no. And you go, well, how's the bleeping house standing up then? Was that you? No. Oh, all right. What I did used to do, <laughs> when I worked for BT, when I worked for BT, me and Nathan Bishop, a guy called Nathan Bishop from Hucklecoat, we used to, um, if we used to work in the transmission suite, uh, called the TRS, funny enough, and there was a little room that used to look out onto, is it Lady Bellgate Street? No. What's the street that's like you can't drive down off commercial... No, hang on, it's Lady... Lady Bellgate Street's the one that goes from Westgate Street down to the police station, isn't it? Um, oh, I know what you mean. I, I so you've got think. Bull Lane going where the t- telephone exchange is, and the other yeah. side of Bull Lane and the telephone exchange is a little road... I can't remember what it's called. Where oh, Bar- par- Barclay Street's where called. Where the car park is. No, yeah, the, no, the other side, of yeah. the, the other way, down. Anyway, <laughs> the, the courts are there, the crane courts are there. 
I know. So, they used to have some toilets there, they may still have, and there used to be a phone box there. And what we used to do, because the telephone exchange had mirrored windows, which was quite oh, cool, yeah. so you can never see into it. And we used to go in there, and I know the phone number, and it's 52669. <laughs> we should nine. ring it in a minute. <laughs> should we do it? Yeah. Yes. If anybody answers. Um, and what we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will. And um, what uh, what we used to do is ring it and say, uh, "Hi, hi, this is Dave from Heart FM. Uh, who can I have your name?" And they'd say, "I say Sarah. Sarah, you've won one million pounds." And we play some oh, like no. in the background. She go, "Oh, have I really? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, really, really. a million. What? I'm, yeah, yeah. If you say the name, that uh, we used to do the phrase that pays as well. We used to do all that. <laughs> anyway, they've moved the phone box actually outside the exchange there. On as you go down uh, Lady Belgate Street, <laughs> and I walked past it to weeks ago with Karen and I went I wonder if that's 52669 and I opened the door and it is oh no <gasps> so that's the phone number for outside the exchange oh no I think we should ring it later is it still an exchange yeah yes of course it, well yeah they still need them yeah, I thought um, they converted it into something else what the exchange what into like a flats biscuit, a flats <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you pick up your phone and you, instead of getting you get nothing all right, maybe they haven't then. <laughs> He's died early. Yeah, I, do you know what? I felt really bad this morning, but I'm going. I'm hyper. Yeah. I'm, I'm hot in the I'm, face, I'm which means there's something wrong with me. But all right, well, um, I've got a cold as well. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Not as bad as a man cold, though, is it? No, no, it ne- never is. I think you're fine. Are you in London next week at all? Uh, no, I'm in oh. Glasgow. Are they? Yes. Helen, <laughs> Helen Baker's in Glasgow. Oh, we can meet up. Yeah, yes. I had a lot of dialogue with Helen. Are you not met Helen? Have you? No. None, no, of us, none of us are. So she sold her house in London, and she's... I, I don't know if this is common knowledge. It will be but she now. didn't say it won't, wasn't. Okay. So she bought a house in Lydney. So, Ooh, yeah, oh, so, so she's going to be... More, talk about my commute. She's going to be commuting rather a lot. Ah. I don't know if that is common knowledge. Actually, she not, mentioned it on Buzz and Tell last week. Did she? She said about the house. Fantastic. Yeah. There you go. I am got out of that one then. Yeah. Uh, and we've been talking a lot, me and Helen, on the early morning, but she gets the half-five train I into know. London. It's hard, that one. That is a hard one. But no, 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 that's, she lives in, um, oh, London somewhere, I don't know. She's about an hour and 20 away, I think. Mm. But it, if you work in London, your journey, your journey is unlikely to be less than an hour. Mm. Anywhere, even if you're on the tube. I stayed in Hatton Cross the other day, because it's... Where's that? Um, Heathrow. Oh, right, yeah. Because there's a, there's a hotel that, that jury, uh, jury's in, other hotels oh. are available. Uh, of course. And um, uh, I went went over the road and got on the Piccadilly line, because it's mm. so easy to get in, but that's... Is that the light blue one? Oh, uh, that's a Victorian the dark one. Yellow, dark blue one, one is it? But no. it, it's 46 minutes to get into the next chain. Yeah. It takes over an hour to get yeah. into the city, if you like. Yeah. City. Do you know, I didn't realise until a couple of weeks ago that the tubes are colour-coded. <laughs> I knew the lines were, and I suddenly thought, all the like the, fur- the furniture, the poles and that you went on to are yellow. On the circle line there. They yeah. are on the circle line, yeah. I didn't know that. No wonder I got lost. On the Victoria, they're blue. Well, yeah, but I didn't know they were different On the colours. Jubilee there. Uh, per- purple. No. Black. No. Jubilee, Jubilee. Jubilee. Royal. Grey. Blue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Silver. Silver? Yeah. Are they? Mm-hmm. See, I'm hopeless, aren't you're I? rubbish, Basically, yeah. But you're nice at it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what have you been doing, poorly boy? Not a lot, really. Not a lot. Planning my trip. You know I'm not here next week. Yes. So that's... Are you in next week? I, I think I am. Well, it's just me and you then. Oh. Wow. See if Street is available. That'd be great. Then I'll meet you in Street. Yeah. I'll meet... I tell you what. <laughs> let's see if Baz is available. <laughs> Don't you dare. Oh. <laughs> no, it is. so good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, the thing is, I'm just, I am just doing it again. I mean, he's stroking his arm. The thing is, because me, me and him are basically... Um, 
twins separated at birth on a different date by different parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, but we are wired the same. So I'm saying what I know would really upset me. <laughs> Hang on, that makes you... That's horrible, then, if you're doing it deliberately. Does it really? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, because we're doing it for fun, though. Yeah, we are doing it for fun. You... <laughs> you... <laughs> you... four four eight four four oh. Hertz, and that's all right. So I'm going to try and Skype in next week from Stockholm. Yeah, there's no Skype. It's broke. <laughs> if you want me to. Why don't you IPTDL inste- instead? I will if I could. Have you got a la- Are you taking your laptop? Uh, I could. Why don't we test that IPTDL on your... Um... Oh, Skype is easier, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I just saw that mental thought going around Andy's head. Well, the reason is I'm now working, so I can't do stuff. Ah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I'm going to the ABBA Museum. Oh, Oh, wow. We have Begita and Veronica, the Swedish fan club. Has Veronica got long hair now? She's always had long hair. Well, she had short hair when she came over here. No. She was bold, almost. She had a beard. Ah, and a moustache. Yeah, Walk and with a lift, curly black teeth. <laughs> Everything a man wants, hairy chest, hairy legs. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, you just did. She won't listen. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to the Abbey Museum. And oh, then I'm, I'm jealous. Um, on the Saturday, I'm staying with Veronica. I'm going to look around Uppsala, which is where she lives, which looks like it's really lovely. And then flying back. No, oh, I am wow. jealous. Well, you were Lucky, obviously lovely. firmly invited. Yeah. Although they did both, Brigitte and Veronica said they were quite pleased you couldn't make it. Yeah, no, I respect that. <laughs> I'm, I'm very surprised that, well, Brigitte's saying that about me. <laughs> since, well, Veronica said we were boring last week, didn't she? Yeah. Was it nodding. just you two? No, no, three TM, Mandy. So we had the thing is, I don't like I don't like having four in him because it's just it's quite you know, especially with him because he talks over and I interrupts know. all the time, you know. Yeah, and I do. No, no, dip it in. <laughs> I can't. Um, so Streety said, "Could he come in for an hour?" And he hasn't been in for six months. And so I said, "Yeah, okay," um, but I'm glad you're about. So Mandy's not in now for three for this this week and another two weeks. She got a note from her mum. Uh, well, she did it at lastminute.com uh, yesterday. Yeah, what's oh. her excuse? Have we got a decent oh, excuse? I don't know. Shaving her back or I don't know, some legs or something. Mandy, I'm going to keep your back here. Did yeah. that Do cosmetic, not shave your back. Did that cosmetic surgery appointment you've been waiting for for six months come through urgently? No, <laughs> the urgent one. No, I don't think it did. <laughs> Should we play a song? Yeah. Oh, why not? So I got some stuff here from, like, old days. Uh, uh, do you remember a bit of garbage? Stupid oh, yeah. Girl? No, push was it. Was Stupid Girl hit push by garbage? It. I think it was. Stupid... No, was stupid it Stupid Girl. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, Thank you. Girl. I think yeah, it, it might have been, actually, but this one isn't Stupid Girl. This one is... You will recognise it from the beginning. This is a bit of Push It on 7FM with Clarkers, me, Paulie Boy and R. Caro. Back after this on 7FM.
It's a very quick stop. That was garbage, that was. Yeah, I said garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, I was joking. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Very I quite good. like that, actually. Yeah, I do as well. It's the likeness of it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look. Um, yeah, so we were just talking about Ofcom, weren't we? So I'm going to Ofcom next week. Why is that doing that? I don't know. Have you broke this, Paul? What's You're the doing last what? person in here. Oh. What was I doing? Um, why can't I get... What have you done to the jingles and everything? I don't think I've done anything to the jingles. Oh, I, I just wanted to blame somebody. <laughs> that broken knob, though, that was me. What Ooh. broken knob? Uh, it just come off of me hand. Oh, that's what a lot I've heard say. about that. Yeah. No, I'm very it. careful with your knobs. Okay. We got I always am. So go to Ofcom. Going to go to their R&D place at Baldock. They're, um, it's got a f- really cool name. It's just got... It's like... It's some Earth Station or something. It's just really oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know if Andy Sutton's listening, actually, because if he is, I'm sure he's been there. Um, yeah, so go in there to have a look at some multiplexes set up. And then I'm going to put in a uh, proposal for 7FM to have a dab trial. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Hooray. Ooh. That'd be really cool. That Ooh. will be very cool. And we'd have quite a large coverage area, which yeah. would be good. And it's nine months as well. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. That nine months is long enough to know whether... Well, I suppose this is why it's a trial, isn't it? It's to trial. see how successful it is, where yeah. we get the reach... And um, will they, if it's a trial, will Ofcom, are they allowed to sort of advertise to try and encourage people to listen to see where it's working? Don't know. I mean, Ofcom are pretty hands-off when it comes to um, doing anything like promotions. Or yeah, anything, I suppose so. they have to be neutral, don't they? Mm. But it's, you know, it's been, I've been doing it on, been chipping away at this for like six months in mm. the background. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who's going to be there, whether Matt Deakin from Muxco will be there. It'll be interesting. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's see. Watch this let's space, as they watch say. Watch this space, indeed. News. Did you like that song, Garbage? Mm, I liked it. Did you? Mm. I was trying I to look up. I remember it actually. For donkey's years. Did we not hear it was? Uh, no. I would imagine it was 1992 or three. It must have been, yeah, around the. Oh, no, 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 later than that. No, later. 98, 99. Yeah, I would have thought it might have been an album called Version Two then. Which yeah, it was, was on version... 98. Yeah. yeah. Oh my good yeah. or what? Get in. You need Streety when you got it. Exactly. We don't need the Street Meister, do we? No. No. We've got lots of news items coming up later. We're going to talk about. Um... Oh, I've got two lots of this. I think I might have given you that. Yeah, you have that. Okay. And I'll have that. We've What's got, going on? That's it. That's it. I'm not very good, am I, today? I'm not feeling well, honest. 
So we're going to talk about the majority of learner drivers in the South West later um, who hire mum and dad. Apparently the pass rate is falling as driving schools are ditched. So we've got some mm. audio on that. We've got three different people who are going to tell us their experiences of that. Mm. That's fantastic. Yeah. Did you um, pass your driving test first time? No, second. Because I did second. Did you? Mm. Most women pass first and most blokes pass second. Yeah. What, what did you do? Second. Yeah. I can remember, I was, we were doing it around Denmark Road, and um, he re- I reversed around the corner, as you do, yeah. into a parked car, and he said, <laughs> he said, okay, you wrote something down, and I went, oh, can I just do that again? Because I, I, he said, if you, and I remember what he said, he said, if you think you feel you need to, <laughs> in the Swedish, <laughs> and I, I said, I'd like to, and he said, okay, <laughs> true story. Did and you... I, I went wide. I hit the curb and oh. failed. Oh, no. Isn't that annoying, though? Did you have the... Because, you know, they'd never talk to you about anything, do they, afterwards? You're not no, allowed no, to discuss they're evil. it. They were evil. But did you get the chance to say, was the first... If I stuck at the first one, would I have passed? I don't think I did say that, no. Because uh-huh. I was just crying inside. I, I, got, I got failed because of being at a traffic light, um, a pedestrian crossing. Topless. Yeah. And it... Ch- <laughs> And it cha- not quite. No. And it changed from red to green. And at that moment, somebody stepped out onto the crossing and I, I waved them across. And he failed me and he told me afterwards, he said, if you, he said, it's your right of way, you should have tooted your horn. You should have floored it and flattened He said, them. because the flow of traffic behind is watching the lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course I'm, it was. Not, I'm not really sure I agree with that because I you as the driver make a decision yeah. based on whether, if it's your right of way or not, it doesn't mean you have to take it. Exactly my point, mm. but I, I couldn't think, argue. I think what you should have done is got your keys out and slit his throat. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it. <laughs> But I did. I did pass my motorcycle test first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. don't get on to motorbike tests. So you got a bike test, girl. Yeah. That is sexy. When did you do that? Uh, 96. 47. 67. Something like that. 67. 96 or 97. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and he was vile to me in the questions because I kept getting the, the highway code questions wrong after. Did he do the old uh, walk out in front of you? I locked me back wheel at me. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Have I not told you the story of me? On my go on, tell us again. I'll make it brief. So I yeah, took me four times to pass my motorbike test. Did it? Well, because you don't have a car instructor, do you? Saying, oh, what you're doing wrong is this. Yeah. So I kept failing on the same thing without realising it. I had to borrow Simon's bike on the day of the, one of the tests because mine was broken. What bike did you have? Did it he have? was a... Ah, oh, Suzuki 100. What were they called? Not a GP 100. GP 100. I had a GP 125, didn't I? Yeah. So hey. Simon had one, but his was red, and uh, his brakes were a lot better than mine. <laughs> so when <laughs> the bloke leapt out from behind the tree, you went over the other I skidded <laughs> past him with the wheels locked up, and he had to jump back behind the tree. Yeah, that's and fantastic. But I was saying they're not allowed to tell what you've done wrong. But on on my third time Why of failing, they? well, they can't get engaged they in conversation. They can be sarcastic can they? though, can't they? Because at, oh, the at the end of mine. He slammed the pad down. I thought I'd failed. Because he, he said, what's the maximum speed you can drive? 100. On, on, <laughs> on a dual carriageway. Yeah. And he'd been, he'd been freaking me out with the other questions so much. I was so nervous. I just went... It'll, it'll say on the signs. No, it doesn't. It's not, I know, I just said it'll say it on the signs. And he went, and he looked at me like, you stupid cow. And I went, well, <laughs> 50, 60, I don't know. I'd given up hope because I thought he was going to fail me anyway. And he went, and he went, it's 70. And I went, okay, okay. Yeah, of course it is, of course it is. National and speed at, limit. And at the, and, yeah, and at the end, he slammed this pad down on the table. Yeah. And and he wrote something on it, and I thought, well, this is my failure. He wrote idiot. And, yeah, <laughs> and he just turned around to me and he went, well, Miss Kingsnorth, you 
past and shoved it at me. And he, he said, and a driver of your year's experience should know that the maximum speed limit on a dual carriageway is 70 oh dear, miles an hour. Get him. And what then you he hit him. Hit him. Yeah. Right. Then he I was standing there going, did he just say I'd passed? What, was this your bike test? Yeah. I don't think they ask many questions on stuff, do they? Yeah, they do. So my bike test, every time um, every time I booked it, they cancelled it because they didn't have enough instructors. Oh, great. And they rang me and I was in, I was in, I remember this uh, vividly. I don't know. I was in, um, I was in Whitcomb Exchange, <laughs> in Whitcomb Telephone Exchange. Yeah. TXE2, of course. Of course. Stood by the MDF and the test rack and yeah. I was just, Tessa, I was just stood there and I got a call. Hello. Uh, hello, is that Andy Clark? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is it, who's that? Well, it's Sarah. Oh, right, hello, Sarah. <laughs> anyway, um, she said... <laughs> If you can get over to Cheltenham now in the next 20 minutes, we'll do your bike test today. Wow. But it has to be 20 minutes because it's Gold Cup Day. <laughs> oh and we're going to be oh quite busy. Good Lord. So I said, all right then. So I went over there and they did it all around the um, Sheridanton back. Uh, yeah. So I think the equivalent of Denmark Road, which is now, yeah, I think, yeah. Quedgley, yeah. Um, is all around, was all around sort of Sheridanton Way. When you got there, did, they, did he say, well done for getting here so quickly? And you said, oh, it's fine. I get a 1028 in my bike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did it on my KH125, which I had, which I Probably rebuilt, actually. And you know the funny thing I just remember? When I took my first driving test, I wore glasses in those days, mm-hmm. and I'd broken them. Oh. They'd, the lens had I'd snapped a lens in half. Yeah. And I'd sellotaped it back together. And I, I didn't have them on my glasses. You know, they make you read the number plate outside. Yeah. And I got the first one wrong. And he went, oh, what about that one over there? And I put my glasses on with my back to him. As I turned around, there was, he could obviously see this big piece of sellotape. And he sort of did a double take. And he said, yeah. you do know you need to dr- wear them to drive in, don't you? And I went, yeah, I've had a bit of an accident. I've had a bit of an accident. I, I was doing 130 on my bike and I smacked the end on the window. Oh, Someone else's car. Right, let's do a quick ad break. Let's play another song, and then we'll do talk about some uh, Buick Swans. Uh, they've arrived at um, oh. it's Slimbridge, but they're a little bit late mm. due to the weather. So due let's to the train have... delays. Due to the train delays. Oh yeah, I talk about that. <laughs> <in a minute. laughs> we'll be back after this on Severn FM. Mayor Andy Clark's Seven Ball Breakfast Show on Seven FM. with me please will you play football with me it's not fair life's not the same without your brother that's why shropshire foster care always try to place brothers and sisters together but to do that we need more people to foster siblings so if you're over 21 and can offer love patience and enough space talk to shropshire foster care you'll be amazed at the difference you could make will you play football with me think about it. Please, will you play football with me? Bagsy man, you. It's not fair. I'm Ron Percy. Well, I'm Lionel Messi. To find out more, visit shropshire.gov.uk slash fostering. I was thinking, Mm. since it's the new year, maybe we should get a new car. Maybe. Maybe one of those Toyota hybrids. Woohoo! A hybrid? Might be a new year, but it's not 2056. Sorry? Well, they're cars of the future, aren't they? Those hybrid high-tech moon buggies. Hardly. They've sold millions of them now, and they're easy to drive. But they're all a bit space-agey. Actually, Toyota has six different models, and they look great, and they cost less than you think. Do they? Yeah. They've got all these offers on, too. Oh, really? That doesn't sound very intergalactic. Try a Toyota Hybrid today at your local dealer. You might be surprised. Do 
advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. So this is quite appropriate. This is a bit of Gary Newman and Cars on 7FM. Gary Newman there, Gazza. We like that. Yeah, we like that. Can you remember what you were doing when that was out, Paul? Uh, eating a pork pie. Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> I was mowing the grass. <laughs> I, I was 
I was probably going out with lots of boys, actually. Oh, oh you. Oh, Paul was doing that, that as well. You it, it loose was, woman, It was you. all that makeup period, wasn't it? Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, it was, you know, young and dancing and... Young and dancing. And running around, going Naked. out with loads of boys. Wow. Well, we, we've all done that, though, haven't we, eh? Have yeah. we? Have <laughs> <laughs> we? Oh. Okay. Yeah, what year was Gary Newman in Cars? Um, I would say, so let me think. I was at school when Our Friends Electric was out, which was between 76 and 82 when I got expelled. Mm. Uh, <laughs> sorry, when I left. Um... <laughs> Uh, I would say it was 84. Well. Don't think so. What would you go, Carol? I've got the answer here. I'd go a lot earlier than that. She's right. I would go 81. 79. Get in there, Carol. 79. 79. Yes! I was in the the third year then, or the fourth. The third year. Were we in the same school year? Yeah, we were, yeah. Yeah. You were slightly younger than me or older. A lot older. No, I'm older. Ten years older. Significantly so. Are you? Yeah. So when are you 50? Oh, uh, years. Now, when are you really? I don't know. I must be... What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> well, you forget your age when you get older. Next September. No, you're younger than me then. Yeah, that's what I said. You said significantly older. No, you said aren't you younger and I said significantly. Oh, I'm confused. Anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit younger than you. I'm bored of this conversation. Yeah. You are yeah. a bit younger than me. So are all the listeners. <laughs> anyway, this is just deflection from the fact that I got that year right. You did get the year right, I'm girl. I'm hot. I'm having one. I'm sorry. I've got to sit right. right. Go, girl. I can't Go, even girl. Get, I can't even get my legs that far apart. How can you sit like that comfortably? <laughs> yeah, well, that's because she's used to that. Anyway, um, <laughs> Buick Swan's arrival at Slimbridge ter- heralds late winter. So oh. Buick Swans have finally arrived at Gloucestershire's Wetlands, their latest arrival since 1969, when Paul was ten and I was four. <laughs> the Wildfowl and Wetlands Trust says, "Are you a member of that?" No, you are. Aren't we you? are. You should join. Are you a member? No, but I go a lot. It's I've heard. And um, <laughs> two Swans and two Signets arrived at the Slimbridge-based charity on Thursday after completing an application form to enter the site, <laughs> and they're two and a half, th- two and a half, two thousand five hundred mile journey, I should say, from the Arctic tundra. The swan's arrival is traditionally seen as the start of winter, but it's two weeks later than usual. Last month, WWT, so is that the World Weather, was it World Wrestling yeah. Trust? <laughs> yeah. Said they have suffered an alarming crash in numbers. It said that more than a third had disappeared since 1995, when the total population peaked at 29,000. Whoa. The latest figures show that by 2010, they were just 18,000 Buicks uh, left. No. Left, left. I know. It's not a lot at all. Scientists believe illegal hunting, power lines and lead poisoning have contributed to the oh, drop in numbers. Come on, Anglers. But what happens if they don't all come here? What happens if they don't all come here? What happens if they go somewhere else? What happens if they find a nicer wetlands trust in Canada? Yeah. Canada? Yeah. I don't know. How would they know about that, what? How would they know about it, the one in Canada? They wouldn't see it on the internet. I don't think it's advertised on the internet. I was reading something about North Korea on the internet this week. Uh Uh-huh. That they were saying, what's the point in having a a phone in North Korea because you can't do anything with it and you can't, you know, but apparently it's, the the tech savvy is the South, isn't it? I mean, they are ultra tech savvy. But apparently they were saying, that's not true. North Korea... It's got lots of technology and lots really? of stuff. Yeah. Just don't let anybody play with it. Yeah, maybe. But apparently a lot of people have got phones because there's a joint venture between an Egyptian company and, uh, and I think it was Israeli or something like that. It's really? Very strange. But they listening them in. They could be listening now. If you're in North Korea, yeah. give us a call. <laughs> Hello. Gloucester. Hello, North Korea. Gloucester, 983 and ask for the police. Actually, thinking about swans, though, have you have you been down at Slimbridge when all the swans come in for the feeding? It's oh, yeah, in a minibus, yeah. unbelievable. We had a private tour. <clears throat> Remember when um, something happened and we went down there to look at the Buick swans and it was all, like, switched off. 
And, it, and we complained about it, and they said, oh, you can I come and have a free tour? I remember. Yeah. Oh, that's really come cool. and have a free tour. So we went down, it was closed, and we had a free look round. It was great. Brilliant. So Did the... you uh, ever put that swan back that you stole? No, I've kept that on the pond. But to be honest, <laughs> it fights with the ducks. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Queen's that. Paul, tell us about um, the, the plus... Plus do- the 400 plus dark sides, mate. The pl- oh, the f- Doing a voice. You dream to shut down 400 plus dark net sites. Yeah. You might be good at voiceovers. Yeah, that'd be fantastic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would be. You've got a good voice, actually, for a girl. Thank you. Uh, and you Sil- would be, definitely. Yeah. Silk Road 2 and 400 other sites believed to be selling illegal items, including drugs and weapons, have been shut down. Uh, the site's operated on the Tor network as part of the internet unreachable via traditional search engines. The joint operation between 16 European countries and the US saw 17 arrests, including Blake Bentful, uh, who is said to be behind Silk Road 2. Experts believe the shutdown represents a breakthrough for fighting cybercrime. Six Britons were also arrested, including a 20-year-old man from Liverpool, a 19-year-old man from Waltham, a 30-year-old man from Cleethorpes, and a man and woman, both aged 58, from Abadovi in Wales. It's lovely. All were interviewed and bailed, according to the National Crime Agency. Wow, good stuff. So I don't understand the dark web. Can we not get 7FM on there? We're on it. Are we? We're on the dark <laughs> web, we're on the light web, we're on the middle web, and yeah. we're on, um... We're in Narnia. Try <laughs> 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 to drop your fader when I yeah, cough. that's right, you dropped mine as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. I think you finished. Yeah, I had. Yeah. Okay. Is it me? No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no, don't do yours yet. No, no let's, okay. let's talk a bit more. So, right. talking about the Buick Swans... Yeah. Um... They look a bit like Canada geese, geese don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do a bit. They're yeah. a bit strange yeah. looking, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So we, when I went down there the last time, I got this, um, I got this sort of fondness of one of the swans there that was a signet, and it had a bubble, big bubble on its nose. I don't know what they're called, but it was swan number five five eight, and it was a lovely swan. And every time I went up to it, it came up to me. And we went twice, because I, I want to go and see my swan. Was it a soul? <laughs> Maybe it was the soul of somebody well, that Well, I wondered knew. that. I did wonder Hang that. On, so what? Yeah. yeah, so, it, but it came up to me, and it would feed, I, I gave it a whole bag of um, of peanut butter. No, yeah. I gave it a whole bag of nuts, or whatever they ate, swan food. Yeah. Lead. Swan lead. <laughs> <laughs> lead and power cables, I think. Yeah. It. it was lovely. Yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, it did that. And what happened? What happened? Did it, did uh, it grow up? I, did, did I sent it? them an email and asked them about it, and they said, um, don't ever contact us again, you weird freak. Yeah. <laughs> Which was nice. <laughs> email, dear swan 558. <laughs> I really miss you. <laughs> yeah, I want you. I love you. I have a pond. Come and live on my pond. God, I knew you were weird, but that is <laughs> yeah. really weird. That's true. Oh, dear. True. I wonder what... Um, so, Karen, when I come home... Was it last night or the night before? I got in at like quarter to seven, seven o'clock on Thursday night. Karen's out. I come into those. No one's there. Emily's on her, on her computer. Stuart's, well, of course, in his cave. <laughs> and... Um, in yeah. No, Karen. So, Karen comes in stressed with a coat on and a miner's lamp. And miner's light, and uh, we got a duck out. I went, all right. Went outside, and uh, when we're smoking a pipe, sat in the field and looked, <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> the deck chair. Yeah, in the deck chair, yeah. <laughs> so we had to get the duck back in. But when it's windy, they take advantage and they fly. Uh... And the thing is, I have, I've only clipped one of the wings of those, so... And when I say clip, you just cut their flight feathers. It's not cutting the wing. Yeah, no. chop their wings off. Well, the wing is, a, is part of the, you know, the feathers, so... You just trim off one wing. If you trim off both wings, then they can still fly. Oh, because you make them unbalanced uh, by yeah. cutting off one. Yeah, if you, cut, if you cut the flight feathers, and literally the flight feathers come down like that and go up into the wing, you just cut those off, 
and then they fly around in circles. You could also <laughs> stop them flying and make them unbalanced by telling them that they were adopted. They don't have any real parents. So that would uh, make well, them unbalanced. The other yeah. one is killing them. That stops yeah. them flying. Is it? Yeah, I don't like that, though. Okay. Because when I sold, we sold a load of ducks about... Um, I remember the babies. When you had the babies yeah. in the kitchen. Well, exactly. So the two males, the mm. one that I helped out of the egg, which is the worst thing I could have done, and he couldn't walk. Do you remember that? And yeah. I had to tie a string yeah. around his legs. Yeah. And pull him along on a wheelchair. And he, uh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, so I went out... Oh, the other, is I, that genuine? <laughs> yeah, so the other week, we sold a load of ducks. We sold about... I think I sold 11 or 12 to this guy down in Malmesbury. Mm. And who'd actually bought a dog from next door the year before and brought it back because every time he fired his gun, it ran off. Which <laughs> it shouldn't do. It was faulty. Not, not ran off to get... He just went mad, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so it was. So he took it... And it was like 400 or 500 quid, this dog. That was really dog. funny. Bang! <laughs> That's exactly what he said happened. <laughs> So he turns up in his Land Rover and we take the ducks. And as I walk out there, that Billy is on his back, dead, with his feet in the air. He went, what's up with him? I went, oh. He's just resting. I said, he's just asleep. (laughs) He's pretended to be dead so you don't take him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you could see, oh, hang on, he's dead. And I said, he's just old age. You know, he's 107 in duck years. Poor little thing. But you did save him and and he had a lovely life because you really looked at him. Yeah, and we got the other ones still, the two. Mm. Um, And I kept a male and we've got three females and two males now. Mm. So That's we should nice. be having more ducks next year. Oh, good, good. I'd love some ducks. Yeah, we oh, can I have some. Would. If I could, I'd have ducks. Just as long as you've got a pond or some water. Some ducks and a, couple, a, a dog, a couple of cats, a couple of dogs maybe. Yes, uh, horse. Turn yeah. into one Squirrel. of those pretty old ladies. Yeah. Speaking of Turns. old ducks, should we say hello to Phil Peake? He's listening. Hello, hello yes. Phil. The old duck. Hello, Phil. He's, Morning. Uh, he, thinks we've got, he said we've got an interesting show today. <clears throat> Hang on, Phil. You got to check the eclectic, channel. Eclectic range of subjects we've been talking about. Yeah, indeed. Morning. It's always informative on here. It is. It is. It is. it is. Time for another ad break, though, and another song. Mm. Um, Going to play a bit of Gilbert O'Sullivan after that. Really? Oh, yeah. the opera? No. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh. Not and. Not and. Not as in the Mikado. Which one? Can we know? Yes, it's Alone Again, naturally. <gasps> Or oh, it's just alone just again. Makes you want to sit down and slit your wrist. Makes reminds no, me of my doesn't. dad actually, because he used to, he bought that on a on a seven inch, and what? And that you wouldn't understand. Oh yeah, we're all of the same we're age. We've yeah, yeah. seen we this. We know what seven inch. That means. is a record deck. <gasps> well, it being is. being younger than you two, you might have to explain what that is. Yeah, well, you're not young. Younger? Young and, no, 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 no. I'm no, older no. than both of you. Yeah, I know. You we can get on it though. So, let's have a listen to this. We'll be back after the ads and a bit of uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan on 7FM. Andy Clark's Seven Ball Breakfast Show on 7FM. What's the last thing you'd like to hear before you die? The voice of a loved one? Your favourite tune? The ocean? For some drivers on the A9, the last thing they ever heard was this. Over half of all deaths on the A9 involve a head-on collision. Think before you overtake. Visit a9road.info. The dwarf stepped forward and kneeled before his king. Hail ye Threor, son of Thorgal, brother of Thangal, great-grandson of Thrindin. We bid you accept this, our greatest treasure. Treyor examined the immaculate galaxy chocolate bar. These markings, what say thee? The dwarf approached the throne and whispered up in awe. 
That, sire, that is the promotional voucher code for a free ebook from Amazon. Galaxy, now with a free ebook. Amazon.co.uk account required. See special packs for details. Music and news for South Gloucester. 7FM. To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com.
News and information for South Gloucester. Show me. 7FM. Oh, you're not going to stop. I did no, you do that? forever. Oh. oh, you shouldn't have done that. I thought that was deliberate, what? was it? Of course it was. Oh. <laughs> you poor, <laughs> no. Oh, you double bluff, you rascal, uh, you. I bluffed you, didn't you I? You rascal. I did, I did. Yeah, I, I thought did. you clicked the repeat button by mistake. No. Would I do that? <laughs> I, I uh, dated my own ability on Wednesday. I was trying to play a Rizzle Kick song that wouldn't play, and I thought it was doing something stupid, but I wouldn't play. Well, I don't think it's doing me. When it was it called? Oh, well, I don't know. It was in the current charts, Rizzle Kicks or new releases. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll have a look at that. Didn't want to play. Didn't want to play. Didn't no. want to play it. Didn't want to play. play. Took one look at you and said, no, thanks. I'm not playing for that boy. Um, so, Arkad, do you want to do yep. your bit on the uh, Dangerous Faces competition? Uh, I will. Um, yes, it's, it's the Elite <laughs> story. Um, the space trading game Elite... Dangerous is to be launched on the 16th of December and the latest sequel to the influential game will go on general release after months of testing by those who backed it on Kickstarter. It's a big thing. Kickstarter's Um, good. mm. After launch, the game will face stiff competition from other space-based games currently in development. It seems to be really flavour of the month at the moment, isn't it? Big, big, big stuff. Many of those offer players very similar experience to the fighting, trading and exploring in deep space seen in Elite. And uh, there are plans to make the fourth instalment in the Elite series of games emerged in November 2012. Uh, after the project appeared on Kickstarter, seeking to raise 1.25 million to the develop the game. Wow! Uh, elite that is. Dangerous is being made by Cambridgeshire-based Frontier Developments and the game studio headed by David Braben, who co-developed the original Elite game. He said he used Kickstarter because it would have been hard to get a publisher to back the idea, which is incredible, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah. think <clears throat> you would have thought that would have been easy? Oh, uh, indeed, indeed. But maybe not then. No, that's the good thing about this Amazon see you should um, you should have a look at this Amazon ACX as well mm. being a lady being a lady and, oh, just, well I've already told him email but, um, yeah. I've got should, time what should. is it so ACX is a an exchange for audiobooks and basically you record some um, some bits mm. uh, and um, your speech and what you want to do and then uh, what they do is that anybody who's got a book yeah. that's they've published it on Kindle or Amazon <gasps> They get asked if they want to publish it on Audible, which is their, and iTunes. And then what you can do is you can just then click on and, and apply for, yeah. for that job. That's fantastic. Thank um, you for that. Because I have done some audio. You know, I did, I did the gloss vein. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, the what? The gloss vein, they, they, a, a video, a, a sort of promotional gloss video. Gloss vein. Gloss vein against the incinerator. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I did the voiceover for their video oh. explaining it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... But the thing is, you should look at um, Voices123.com yeah, and have a look at my profile, and this isn't brilliant, but, um, and have a look at my Star and A profile as well. Mm. Um, I like doing audio. That's yeah. Fine. So the thing is with, with, all the, with the ACX is um, you, there's two models that you can go with, which is one that you can just say, well, I charge £200 per finished hour. Wow. So if the book's 12, it's not brilliant money. If the book's 12 hours long, you mm. get one, one and a half, £1.2,000, you yeah. know, uh, 1200 quid. Not to be sniffed at. Or you can say, I'll do it for nothing, and then I'll go for the royalty share, which is split 40, 40, 20. So you'll get 40. Yeah. The publisher gets uh, 40. And, uh, sorry, the writer gets 40, mm. which is called the talent, I think. Or, sorry, I can't remember. And uh, Audible get 20. 
And that way, if you record it, so you're taking a bit of risk, mm. um, and the publisher's taking a bit of risk as well, mm. but they've got less risk because they're not having to invest in the book. And if the book sells yeah, well, they get some money. Mm. If the book sells well, you'll get some money. Can you so, imagine if it was a kind of J.K. Rowling type Well, you of imagine thing? that? Oh, yeah. And you're getting 40%. Yeah. Exactly. That would have been a different book if Andy had narrated that. Yeah, it would have been. Hello, Harry. Uh, that ain't Harry, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, is it going? <laughs> yeah, well, it's all right, isn't it? Lovely. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Evil would be... I'll send, you, I'll send you some links, because my voice is a, uh, is a required taste, I think. Um, and therefore, it's not suitable for some stuff. So, I mean, I've done some... If you ever listen to voices123.com slash Andy S. Clark, um, I'll send you a link. And mm-hmm. you can hear that... So, I, I went for some training with a guy called Gary Turzer off Channel 4 on ITV about six weeks ago. Uh, I, went to the, I went to the studio, the, the Matrix Studio Complex in London, <gasps> where Cheryl Cole, or whatever her name is now... Yeah, Cheryl. Cheryl hyphen hyphen. Cheryl. Hyphen dot com Just slash Cheryl. underscore uh, root admin uh, user <laughs> base dot, yeah, whatever her name is. That, mm. uh, and One Direction and their publishers there. It's a fantastic place. Hidden in a, like a housing estate. Weird. And he was there, and we did some training, and I spent all, all morning with him, and now he's my coach now for the next year. So when I, I, um, I did some audiobooks, and I got my neighbour, because I was going to ask you to do it, but I didn't know what you were doing, just to just say Andy Clark narrator at the beginning. And I put, so it was a different, um, different sexed person reading it. And I sent it to him, and he said, take that off straight away. He said, but you've done, he said, I really like your, um, your continuity that you did. So I did mm. some, some TV continuity as well, like Channel 4 type stuff. And he said, well done. I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, like, come out next on Channel 4. We've got uh, a rabbit who can juggle with badges. Well, do you know what? I might play it in a minute, just for a laugh. <laughs> oh, go for it. Yeah. Um, so. But the porn voiceovers you did were brilliant, weren't they? Oh. <laughs> they were fantastic. <laughs> yes. Oh, Andy. Andy, Andy. Well, is that porn? Yeah. It is in my world. Okay. <laughs> At least I said Andy and not Caro. Well, yeah, well. Exactly, that's good. We can do Donna Summer. Oh, Caro. <laughs> oh, that hurt my ears. Oh, yes. Sorry. Acoustic shot, that's we're squeaky. all dead. Oh. That's not you. Not, that's you look different on TV. With a woman's face. Yeah, and a uh, woman's parts. Exactly. So, there hang is. on, are they, are they on the air then? Uh, I hope so. Are you trying to find it? Yeah, here you go. Here we, oh, right, come on then. So, I'll have to, I'll have to stop this a sec. Can't do more than one thing at once. Obviously. <laughs> Being a man. Obviously. Nearly. So here's one. Tonight here on XYZ TV, Catherine is appalled by Jake's behaviour in our soap opera Lies and Deceit at 8 o'clock. And it's followed at 8.30 by the latest national and international news with Patrick Davis. Then at 9, our big movie is The Rat Pack, the infamous story of Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin. That's Friday night here on XYZ. So that's one. You went uh, a little bit escaped in the middle of that. continues next Sunday at the slightly later time of 9.35. And the book of the series is out now, priced twelve ninety nine. To order your copy, call 08701 246 9378. Next, comedy with the alternative review. So that's that. The commercial. We all hate cleaning floors, but now it's just got quicker <laughs> and easier. <laughs> Dynamic Steam Mop. Kiss goodbye to other mops and say hello to an incredible super cleaner that's revolutionary. Yeah, that's that one. Yeah. That's a good, I like that one best. You see, you can you can smooth your accent out because yeah, I, I yeah, find yeah. you know sometimes I can do the received pronunciation bit. Yeah, you know, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds quite posh. Yeah, oh, and then you know. can kind of let it go a bit, and you know you kind of doing this kind of thing. Here's another one. Andy Clark, narrator. Oh, I've left her on. Coraline by Neil Gaiman. Coraline discovered the door a little while after they'd moved into the house. 
It was a very old house. It had an attic under the bit. roof and a Can cellar I, oh. under the lived in the old house. Hang on. There you go. Miss Bink and Miss Forcible lived in the flat below Coraline's on the ground floor. They were both old and round, and they lived in their flat with a number of ageing Highland Terriers. They had names like Hamish and Andrew and Jock. <laughs> Once upon a time, Miss Spink and Miss Forcible had been actresses, as Miss Spink told Coraline the very first time she met her. That is hilarious. You see, Caroline, <laughs> Miss Spink said, getting Coraline's name wrong, both myself and Miss Forcible were famous actresses in our time. We trod the boards, lovey. Oh, don't get Hamish eat the fruitcake. I'm oh, bored of that. Anyway, <laughs> if you're tuning in, you're just tuning in to your book of the week with yeah. Andrew Clark on 7FM. Can, can I just say, Coraline. <laughs> Next where, week, the where, Bible. Where the heck does that come from? I mean, being a Caroline. It's a, film. It's, fi- it's a film. I know. Yeah. I'm very black. Tim Byrne, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Tim Byrne? Yeah. Do you know, sometimes people call I introduce myself as Caro and I get Cora. Coraline. And Cora. Or, or they call me Caro. Caro, as in that um, coffee, pretend coffee, that's Caro. In, yeah, in, in London, they've got Caro. Hello, What Caro. does your birth certificate say? Caroline. Okay, apart from found at London Zoo. <laughs> I'm going to get you In an egg basket. I am so I, le- I haven't you. called you Biff once yet, so I far. know, well, that's good. <laughs> See, it's funny, actually, because my, my new, where I'm now working, um, I've made the mistake of filling out the work, the paperwork is Andrew Clark. All right, yeah. <clears throat> so now everyone calls me Andrew, and I keep, I, I find myself correcting them. And they, so it's like you send an email, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, cheers, thanks, uh, Andy. And then you get back, hi, Andrew. And you think, no, that's... And it, it, it sends this. So I said to the one, the one, one of the girls there, um, oh, it's Andy. And she said, oh, don't you like being called Andrew? I said, no, she goes, well, I'm going to call you Andrew all the time then. <laughs> and she does. And it's like a joke thing, but it just... It, it's not it, funny, though, is no, it? No, it feels funny. It feels yeah. wrong. I it don't feels like, like people parents. Caroline. Does that. your mother call you Caroline? She does. And, and, and in fact, the whole family do. And it, 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 I joke with people and say I only get called Caroline when I was getting told off. And that's not actually strictly I true. I do as well say that. But, but they but they do but call Karen. me both. And they still... You know, sometimes I phone my brother and I'll go, hi, Rick. And he'll go, oh, Caroline. And sometimes he'll go, oh, Caro. But the weird thing is, does that sound wrong? Because my family, so my sister, my niece, yeah. my nephew, they all call me Andrew. Now, if sometimes Steve, my nephew, calls a said Andy, and it doesn't sound right coming yeah. from him, uh, because I, I'm so used to him calling me Andrew. I play, you know, I play football once a week, and the guy that organised that is in Andrew, and he will correct people if they call him, because once they get to know him, people call him Andy. Yeah. But he, he insists on being called Andrew. I, I always ask in training, because sometimes people put on their name cards, you know, the formal thing. Yeah. So I asked the guy the day before yesterday, I said, by the way, are you a Stephen or a Steve? And he, he said, I'm, I'm a Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's really important. I know, because a lot of people get my name wrong or yeah. they stick an L on it. Carol. Carol. You oh know, my God, dear. I do believe that. And my, my email address <laughs> says Caro dot Kings North, obviously, and then they send it back with an L on the end, like I don't know how to spell my name. Wow. Okay. So, and Because nice. you, you don't have that problem, Paul, because no, you've got no, no abbreviation of your no, name. I have. How Puh. Puh. <laughs> uh, how horrible. Right, puh. It must be horrible for you. It is. I was really, when I was younger, when it you really upset girl. me that I didn't have a name. My best friend was called Nicholas. Oh, and, and everyone called, called him Nick. Oh. And I was really upset because I didn't, you know, have a name you could shorten. We call oh. you Paulie. Yeah, they call me well, Paulie Boy. Paulie but my daughter, I, that, I came up with Paulie Boy. That was good. I like that. Yeah, I, I came up with that. Don't ever use it without. All right, is first. it copyright? Like seven affair. <laughs> better than my brother's name. He's called Ian, and and we 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 e. Ian. Well, exactly. So we call him Eeyore because yeah. he was a bit Who? miserable. Eeyore. Oh. And or oh, Ianny Peony. It's time oh. for us to go now because we're going to be back. Uh, with some news, and then uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a coffee. So goodbye. This is Rebecca Foster, and you are listening to Andy Clark on Seven FM. Seven FM would like to present the best DJ in the world, but we can't.
So here's Andy Clark at his Seven Ball Breakfast Show.
Gentlemen, it's time for my favorite fitness program, The Great British Breakfast. The easy way to start your day. Uh, part two is here. We are here, part two. Hey. So we're going to go straight to Bazantel. So um, Helen is someone I've been working with at EE, uh, and she's now at the Beeb. And um, they do a little thing every week for us called Bazantel, where they just talk. And they are quite funny. Yeah. Um, do we need to put a warning out for this one? Well, the thing <laughs> Just is, <in> case. <clears throat> I haven't had time to do anything with this, really, other than add the music in at the beginning and at the end. I've not really processed it or listened to it, so I would imagine, because I've not spent two hours editing it like I have to, <laughs> they don't give you blimmin... I, I maybe just have to push back and say, if it's not proper audio, yeah. I ain't having it. I Should meant, I do that? I yeah. meant just because they sometimes put bad language in which... Well, they better not, because I've not listened to it. That's what I mean. Well, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Um, you quickly risky. message her now. There'll be knocks, there'll be bangs in it, because they don't yeah. wear headphones. I've said, Helen, wear headphones. You're a professional. <laughs> Stripper, wear headphones. <laughs> and now, Will, Will, Will. Anyway, let's have a listen to what they got to talk. They're going to talk about fire, which is something. We've got to give them a word as well. One word, and they talk about it for six minutes. Let's have, have a listen to see what they got to say on 7FM. Let's just, oh, I've got my finger on that button. I can't let go now. <laughs> if I do... Do you want me to put my finger on your button for you? Oh, could you? Twitchy trigger. Is that all right? Oh, Did I press a bit harder? That was lovely. Thank you. Music and news for that Gloucester. 7 FM. What the word today is fire. Hot stuff. <laughs> That's anyway. Mandy. Mandy's hot stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. And um, so there's a few things about fire we can talk about. Yeah, it's hot. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't start them. Don't unless, start unless them. It, unless it's in a controlled environment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you got an open fire at home? No, have you? 
Well, we've, actually, we have, but we haven't got the chimney line, so we don't use it. We've got a what you call it um, wood burner. Bloody hot. You're not allowed to say that word. Hot. (laughs) It's very, very hot. Yeah. Very, very hot. Yeah. It's good, though. Wood burners are hot. Yeah, you have to have the old chimney swept there a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... of Why isn't your chimney lined? Don't know, because it just isn't. What do you mean, lined with what? A liner to stop the smoke (laughs) seeping through into... Oh, not to stop the heat and all that. Stop the smoke seeping through. It's fire bricks, isn't it? You have fire bricks in a chimney. What's a fire brick? Well, How's it made? It doesn't catch fire in that. Know. It's a bit weird, isn't I it? I don't get all that stuff. Anyway, yeah, fire. So, but the biggest thing with the word fire being in London is what? Great fire of yeah. London. Yeah. Where were it? Pudding, well, it started in Pudding, pudding Lane. Pudding of the Lane, yeah. Yeah. And it did destroy many thousands of um, houses. Did it kill loads of people? Must have done. I don't think it Where'd did. Where did they all go then? I don't think it did kill loads of people. I think... They all, they all legged it. it. It destroyed a lot of property. Yeah. Um, it says here that it destroyed 70,000 of the city's 80,000 inhabitants. It destroyed it the houses, the homes of 70,000. Yeah, it consumed 13,200 houses, 87 parish churches, St Paul's Cathedral and most of the buildings of the city authorities. Oh, stone me. Oh, that's it. So where do they all go then, all them 70,000? Are they all in them caravans on the A40? Is that, is that them? That's them, yeah. Gosh, and it started um, on the 2nd of September, which is a Sunday. Yeah. And it went on until the 5th of September. Oh, God. Do you know what year it was? Um, no. You ready for this? Go on, then. 1666. Oh. Scary. That is a scary day. That's the year of the Beelzebub. The it, devil. Is it? Do you believe in the devil? You have to be careful with what you say now. Do I? Mm. Why? Because if I say yes, he might come and say... No, if you say no, he might come and and rip your heart out. Yeah, but then I'd say I don't believe in you, so who are you? Well, that'd be even worse, wouldn't it? rip my heart out? Well, that's what they do, isn't it? Does Does anyone ever rip your heart out? Loads of times. I've had my heart ripped out. I've had my heart ripped out, broken up, stamped on, put back in. Yeah. I've had it ripped out. I had that about 20 seconds ago in that bird walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it ripped out, broken on, stamped on. Oh, that's yeah. a bit large for Saturday morning. I know. And, uh, and, and kicked around the room. Yeah. And then put back in. All right. Here's the thing, right? Mm. Who did that to you? Oh, various people. Did you, did you meet these people down the school disco? Yeah. Had you got off with them? No, I don't. I've never, I was always... At the school disco, I was always the one left at the side... Do you reckon, um... No, I don't believe that. I don't believe you're left at the side. Do you reckon Clarky used to get off with... Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Clarkie. I bet he had massive he hair had as well. Boy. Oh. Monkey Boy and Clarky out on a raz. Yeah. That's a night. What do you reckon they were like at the school disco, then? Oh, they would have just been there, large in it. Yeah. I'd been whacking in the tango, LucasAid, the whole lot. Bish, bosh, loads of crisps. Right on it. You, wouldn't eat, you didn't need to eat loads of crisps <laughs> at the school disco. <laughs> didn't you? No, That's where I was going wrong. No, you didn't do that because you didn't want to have crispy breath if you got a bit of a snog. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of snogs. Um, I did. I got a few every now and again, but um, yeah, first base, second base, and all that. What is getting off? It's it's when you it's when you you get the old. I don't know. It's mm. when you snog, isn't it? It's better than saying it's a pretty horrible phrase, though, isn't it? 
getting off with. Yeah, get off with. As in, what is that then? That's worse than some other worse phrases, isn't it? You used to use and they all used to pin each other yeah. up against the wall, didn't no, they? No, and I was always the one left there. It was just like, <laughs> you know, and just used to pretend I was just, you know, chatting. These days, if I guess I would have been looking at my smartphone. <laughs> Did you ever go against the wall, right? Face the wall and then put your arms down like that, pretend Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone did that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to. I'm all lined up. I yeah, but you did. Massive. Yeah. Um, all right, what else about fire? Do we have to talk any more Guy about Guy Fawkes. Oh, he, was a, he had a bad day, didn't he? He, did, he had a bad day at the office, didn't he, when that happened? I mean, you know, got to feel sorry for the fella, really. He was... Um, I think he was set up. He, well... He, he, what did he do wrong then? He tried to blow up the House of Parliament and then got nabbed. He tried to blow up the House of Parliament. Yeah. <coughs> and he... Um, didn't. And he didn't, yeah. He was he was covered, wasn't he? didn't he? even reach the objective. Oh, what was that? No, no. Where was he hanged? He was hanged at Westminster. Oh. Crikey. Poor old fella. Yeah, anyway. Do you know when his birthday was? Uh, 20th of May, 1604. No, because no. that means he was one when he was caught. No. 1570, 13th of April. 13th of April. There you go. Thir- <gasps> 13. Yeah. He should never... He should, they should have shot him at birth, being born on the 13th 13. of April. I wonder if it was a Friday. Must, it must have been. 13th of April, yeah. 1570, born. When yeah. did he die? Uh, I don't know. I'll guess at about the 1st of January, 1606, give yeah. or take. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I, I thought that. It was that. about then, I yeah. could tell by looking his face. How did he die? Oh, um, like this. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was it a bit like that? Like <laughs> <laughs> I think it was exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like Guy Fawkes. <laughs> I, I don't right. like it when people put a guy on the bonfire. I no, don't like that. I think no. it's horrible. No, you shouldn't put him on a bonfire. No, because it's, it's not fair on people no. to do that. I mean, it's, it's you know... Ruins their night. Well, exactly. Poor old guy walking yeah, around, gets chucked on a bonfire. Chucked on a bonfire on top of a jacket potato. Mate, we've, got to, we've got to call a halt to it now. Oh, all right then. Going to do our song? Yeah. It's not our song, though. It, well, we chose it, yeah. but we didn't sing it, did we? No, we didn't. We could sing it. We ought to sing one one we day. We should sing one. So we chose a really good song by Earthwind and Fire. Yeah? as the link. Especially cool. for Mandy. Especially for Mandy, yeah. Um, uh, it's called Let's Groove. Groove. I reckon, um, well, we know this, don't we? It was 1981. Yeah. Which makes, we, we were teenagers. Yeah. Oh, massive teenagers. Um, got to, I think, number three. Mm-hmm. I just did three then, over the mic. Popular Hit Parade. And we love it. So, Monkey Boy, Clarkster... Mandy Girl. Mandy Girl. Um, you've got to find that in your large collection of songs. Earth, Wind and Fire, Let's Groove, Large It, Crank It, Massive It Up for the Lady.
We are back. Well, there's only the two swear words in that. Oh, uh, yeah, I must apologise <laughs> for that. I can't believe she did it. With all the stress I'm going through at the moment, she has to do that. It wasn't the worst thing to No, it to, wasn't, but, but I don't want it on her, so they're banned. Just... <laughs> Simple. She knew the rules. Yeah. She's banned. Just, you have to just say to them, I haven't got a time to check all this I stuff. I haven't got just, they, 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 I want finished audio, yeah, yeah. and I don't want any swearing in it. Simple as that. Yeah. Simple. Fire made. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mother fudger. Right, so, <laughs> porn stars... Demand Google's help to combat piracy. Porn stars and studios have called on Google to help publicise legal ways to buy adult content in an effort to combat piracy. Prominent industry figures said they deserve the same measures as those recently introduced to publicise legitimate music and film sites. Google continues to discriminate against the adult industry. Actress Angela White said. I was going to add something in there and I decided not to. <laughs> Good boy. The search giant told the BBC did not want to comment on the concerns. Oh, why? Well, they, see, this is, this is it. Google is the small guys become the big guy mm. and they've become the guy that they told everyone they despised. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, the search giant told the BBC did not want to comment on the concerns. It recently struck a deal with the music industry in the UK to show links to legal ways to buy music more promptly than before. Record labels had long complained that a search for something such as Ed Sheeran album would offer up piracy links ahead of legitimate yeah. sites. So basically, what Google are doing now, you scum, is you're actually frigging oh, your searches. Yeah. And your results. I hate Google. Ever since I signed that NDA and couldn't tell anyone what they did to me, I hate them. Mm. You generally sign the NDA. Sign, yeah, I am. Oh, tell me afterwards. Then. I will not. <laughs> I hate them. I hate Google. Oh, dear. 2008 was a bad year for me and Google. Oh, I didn't know this is all new. Oh, yeah, yeah. I despise them in ways that you would understand profusely over a nice cup Fair of enough. tea. Okay, I'll stop using Google then for so, now. So, Sergey Brin and the other guy. Mm. Who were they? The guys who came up with it and rented their mate's triple carriage and put a load of PCs in there. And uh, come up with this algorithm to do searching. Well, well. But Larry, Larry Page and Sergey Bring. Do you, they're quite an innovative company, though, aren't they? In well, terms of technology have, and what they're trying to do. Well, they have, but they're, they've gone down the old route of, like Facebook has, all these small things that have got big. Mm. They now have to. They, they're not happy with just. Firstly, if there's any competition, they buy it. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. So I need to come up with a good idea, yeah. like ringtones again. Yeah. So if I, I, I really could do with going back twenty years, like ten years actually, twenty years. Yeah. I could do going back 20 years and do things differently. I, oh, yeah, that would be great. It would be good, wouldn't it? Oh, my yeah. goodness, Oh, yeah. what would you do differently? I'd, I'd become a children. woman. I'd have children. <laughs> would you? I, w- I would have just, d- you know, pulled somebody in off the street and really? just had them. Yeah. I've got a couple you can have. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. I would. Do you know, I can remember be- coming up to my 40th and my mum just saying to me, why don't you just, you know, get a donut and have one? And I was There's like, a donut oh, lives over the back, no. donut. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a donut. donut. I know. Oh. Do you know him? No. Donor and Leslie. That's his no. name, Donor. He's Irish. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's Donna, yeah. isn't it? No, no, it's Donor. Oh. Donor. It's Donor. So, it's and, and I, I, I kind of, you know, regret that I didn't do that, actually, in a way. Oh. Oh, sorry so, to bring it down no, a bit no, there, no, but no, you no, did no. say. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Oh, we got 35 minutes late, yeah. so not too late. So, what about you, Paul? What do you regret? Um, not being taller. <laughs> do you wish you were a little bit taller? Do you wish you were a baller? If oh. you had a girl, what would you do? Would you call her? You say rather rabbit in a hat. Very good. Very I good. like that song. stuff. I yeah. like that. I can't that. remember the artist. I've never heard that before. It, oh yeah, it's <gasps> called. It's one word, and I can't remember the name of it. Just put the lyrics in and find out the word for me. Hold on, I'm on it. 
He's on it. He's on it. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to have a listen to some guys talk and girls talking about um, that, that young drivers in the southwest are turning to their mum and dad to teach them how to drive, with almost nine out of ten learners receiving lessons from their parents. It's having a knock-on effect on the pass rate, with less than a third of learners passing their test first time. We were talking about this earlier, weren't we? I yeah, we were, yeah. Sorry, I'm still, still... No, I'm not Googling. I'm doing something well, else. Yeah, that's fine. Shilo. Skilo. 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 Well, we're, we're going to play that later. So, let's have a listen to... It's quite a long podcast, about six minutes, this one. Uh, let's have a listen to what uh, what they got to say on this, on 7FM. Music, news and information for South Gloucester. 7FM. My name is Niall Wilson, um, and I'm 18 years old. So, yeah, I had a mixture of the two. I had a, went with a driving instructor, um, and then did go out with my with my dad um, and I felt that worked for me you know obviously the driving instructor was was helping me get through my test and he knew all the requirements which is whereas my dad wouldn't know that but going out with my dad um, got me a lot more road experience I was able to be on the road m- much more hours than what I would solely been with an instructor so yeah that was me and, and I, th- I felt it worked quite well. Me, my and my dad's relationship is, is quite good but obviously going in a car it, it's, it's quite nerve-wracking for the both of us um, and in comparison from being with an instructor to my dad, my dad was a lot more nervous and he would um, shout at me a few more times and it, it was more a bit of a nerve-wracking experience. But by that point, I would, I'd got the driving sort of basics in there and I knew what I was doing um, and that's where the, instru- the driving instructor helped. All in all, it was I thought it was pretty good. You know, he, he tried to stay as, as relaxed as possible. Obviously, I'm in control the vehicle and it is it is nerve wracking a nerve wracking experience um but yeah and it was a good good chance for both of us to you know spend some time together it's not often that you you know you're with your dad for, for that long amount of time and as long as it's all going smoothly we we did have some great times together <laughs> along with the um the shakiness and shouting for me it was more just the road experience you know being being able to go out with my dad allowed me to be on the road sort of 10, 20 hours a week, whereas if I was an instructor, it'd be one or two hours a week. Um, so, yeah, that that part, I think, helped me so much uh, get through my test. Uh, my name is Neil Wilson. I'm Head of Rescue Claims at Green Flag. My name is Richard Wolfson, and I'm a child and family psychologist. The results in the southeast from the survey are really interesting. Um, we've got some information that indicates young drivers are turning to their mum and dad to teach them out to drive with almost 9 out of 10 learners, 89% receiving lessons from their parents. That, uh, though, seems to be having a knock-on impact on the pass rate with less than a third, 30% of learners passing their, their test first time. And, and mum tutors has had the biggest surge in popularity. They've, they've tripled uh, over the last 20 years with 33% of learners now hiring their own mother. I think from the southeast perspective, the, the results are interesting in terms of over the last 20 years how things have changed. And the, the way that things have changed is moving from a, a driving instructor to going to your parents to help and support your driving. The results of the survey show that more and more 
mums and dads are teaching their child to drive and that can only be good in terms of family relationships uh, learning to drive can be a, a, a very warm and nurturing experience of course there can be moments of confrontation but if the the teenager and the parent approaches it in a positive way and they agree the ground rules or there'll be no shouting no arguments and so on then the chances are it'll be a very rewarding experience not just in terms of the child getting their driving license of course that's that's what everyone wants to achieve but in terms of just spending quality time together and getting to know each other better so from the psychological perspective it's a very positive result from this research when we look at the data, we see that although the, the number of um, parents teaching their kids to drive has increased, there has, of course, been a fall in the first-time pass rate. Although it's worth pointing out, of course, that the pass rate for girls has actually risen by 3%. It's the boys who have the, the poorer pass rate, and that's dropped by 15%. So there, there is having some effect on the, the, the pass rate, but we can't be entirely sure that everything is down to the fact that it's the parents teaching the children. After all, the roads are far more complex, the highway systems are far more complex than, than ever before. So the actual challenge of learning to drive compared now compared to, say, 10 or 20 years ago, it's, it's a far bigger challenge. Well, there's, there's a couple of reasons for that, and one of the things that we've been talking about is the cost. So there's, there's a significant cost impact for going with driving instructors and having those lessons to get you through your driving test. So when people are, are reviewing their own financial situation and deciding what's the best way to approach driving and driving lessons, that could be a key influencer to, to turn to mum and dad to help with the driving. Well, it was it was at Greenflies' 20th, uh, 20 year anniversary, and we decided that we wanted to um, complete some research into the way that driving habits have changed over the last two decades. We thought it would be interesting to see from nineteen ninety four to to twenty fourteen what's actually changed, and the re the results are really interesting in terms of the way people are approaching driving lessons, the impact on pass rates, and the the impact on the fact that mums and dads are having to support the driving. Here are five tips I would give you if you are thinking of teaching your child to drive. Number one, brush up on your own driving skills before you start. Refresh your understanding of the highway code because there will be new laws since you learn to drive and have your own driving appraised, perhaps by a qualified driving instructor, so that you get rid of the bad habits and that you don't pass them on to your own child. Number two, I'd say before you start teaching your child to drive, negotiate how you're going to behave towards each other in the car. Have a long chat, establish the ground rules, there'll be no shouting, you'll listen to each other, you'll be respectful and you'll admit mistakes and so on. I'd say number three, never rush into a driving lesson. Um, never do that. Always leave... a. Uh, 10 or 15 minutes beforehand so that you can both calm down and when you go into the vehicle, you're actually both relaxed. Uh, number four, I would say, decide the goal of each lesson before you start. Uh, maybe you want to say, today we're going to learn about roundabouts or today we're going to negotiate traffic lights, but both have a clear goal. And the last tip I would give, number five, perhaps the most important of all, is to the parent, use more encouragement than criticism. Sitting in the passenger 
your seat with a, a learner driver can be nerve-wracking. But try to use more praise than negative comments because it will pay off eventually. Music, news and information for South Gloucester, 7FM. Yeah, oh, now you know. What do you reckon about uh, that then? Uh, uh, that was quite controversial. What do you think? A bit long. Well, uh, to be honest, I mean, I my mum used to take me driving up the cattle market up the cattle well, up the cattle market when I was fourteen. Yeah. So I used to have piano lessons at Mrs. Knowles' house in Sanders Lane. Yeah. And then Sanders Road, and then we used to go driving around the cattle market. That's pretty. A lot of people learn to drive at the cattle market. In my Hillman Imp MMV 104L. Oh dear. Gold, golden that glory. Hillman Imp. Great. Detachable steering wheel. Detachable steering wheel. Furry interior. Furry interior and uh, donuts for UVs at the back, which, uh, UJs at the back, which basically... Hang on, what does that mean? Universal joints, which were not oh. good, because if you dropped the clutch, they would snap. <laughs> <laughs> you, were the, you were the first person I knew with a car, I think. Was I? Yeah. Yeah. Was I really? Yeah, because you're so much older than me, you got one first. Yeah, I was, wouldn't I? Like, so <laughs> July, August, three months. <laughs> yeah. No, you were the first person. I was I? Car. We used to cruise through Gloucester City Centre when you could do that with the windows open. Because I had that Hillman Imp with the jack thing, didn't I? The music <laughs> went. <laughs> What's wrong with the Hillman Imp? It's Cla- Coventry Climax engine. Indeed. Very, oh, very clever engineered engine. Was Al- that? All aluminium. Really? So if you, yeah, all al- aluminium engine. And aluminium head. Well, not all aluminium, like the cams were aluminium. I've got an aluminium head. Are you, are you warm? Do you want, just say turn the Put aircon Put your fan on. away. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's, I'm just having one. I'm having one I, as well. But I am as well. I just, I just feel really hot. I had flushed. one before yeah. I came out. Did you? Yeah. I've had two then in that case. He's <laughs> um, going through the menopause. That's oh, what it is. I think I am. The thing is that I have got a feminine side, so I technically could be. Yeah, yeah you lower technically could be. We can't have anything of our own, I'm telling you. Not yeah, even the menopause, which is awful. Keep fun for yourself. Yeah. Come around here. Let's, uh, let's play a song. Yeah. So I think we're going to play something. I, I, I was going to play some top ten stuff, but what about that Skiro song you wanted to play? I, oh yeah, I was going to play that. So we'll do that to go out with. I think. Yeah. Right. Um, this one's quite good though. Um, this is quite a long one as well, but it's a good song, and it's something that reminds me of when we were over in, in the other studios. <gasps> oh. But I'm not doing it, so I can't be bothered. I think I think I remember us doing this in the studio. I do as well. Do you remember? I do. Voguing, voguing. We did the voguing dance. It we was. Did it do was it. This is a great song. This is a bit of Madonna and Vogue on 7FMF.
Use that as a music bell, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bit of KC. KC. We were talking about KC, KC's, weren't we? Yeah. The old nightclub in Gloucester. Definitely. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had an Adam and Eve, you see. Did you? Where's Where that? I grew uh, up. Uh, in North. In Rotherham, uh, in Rotherham. It was a naturist club. She goes to. Did you? Yeah. What, what was it called? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Yeah. yeah. club. Nightclub. Wow. A couple <gasps> of fig leaves. Yeah. Oh, three in my case. Okay. <laughs> three? That's a bit much. I just one big one. Yeah, anyway, let's, let's shop. Oh, shut Paul up for a sec yeah, while yeah, I'm trying yeah. to like do stuff. God, um, just, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Go on and do your stuff about the Radio Academy and how yeah. it's going to be binned. I know, I know. Couldn't believe this. The Radio Academy has announced it's uh, scrapping its annual awards ceremony, celebrating the UK's radio industry. Following Sony's withdrawal as the headline sponsor last year, the Academy said new models need to be explored. It's added it planned to create a new event to celebrate and reflect the radio industry in a dynamic and modern way for the digital age. The awards, which first began in 1983, are considered the most prestigious in the radio industry. The Academy's Radio Production Awards and its annual Hall of Fame induction will continue as normal. At the 2014 ceremony in May, BBC Two was named UK Station of the Year, while Radio One's Zane Lowe was named Music Broadcaster of the Year. Tony Blackburn uh, also uh, was honoured with the Gold Award in celebration of his 50th year in radio. It was previously referred to as the Sony Awards after their sponsor of 32 years, but it was renamed the Radio Academy Awards when that sponsorship ended. Modern events that retain the gravitas of over 30 years of awards, Ben Cooper, chair of the Radio Academy, said. Wow. Wow. So basically, they run out of money. Yeah. That's it. To be honest, though, what's the point in having it if the BBC are going to win it all the time? Well, they didn't. Do you remember those two elderly... uh, Well, I'm going to get shot for that. The older ladies who were on a, a radio station somewhere in... Was it Norfolk or something? And they had a chat show. And, and they won a, a radio award because they were so funny. Ah. That was only a few years ago. Maybe I don't two, know who three. that was. That's not um, the ones that we have on a Sunday afternoon called... Uh, well, no, it wouldn't have been. It must have been three years ago when we had the FM broadcast because yeah, I remember reading been. it out as uh, we were doing a piece on it, it then. Was, it was three years ago nearly, not two years. 
Yeah. yeah not two years, mate. actually three years. Three years, mm. yeah. And not course, two. Not two. And of course it was started three and a half years ago. Not, it was. Not two. Yeah, because we didn't <laughs> launch it with Partridge. the FM broadcast, No, did we? we didn't. No, no, no. no, I launched it in June. Indeed. <laughs> I think you it was did. the 18th. I think it was, and I remember you uh, phoning me up and telling me that you had just launched it. Hey, wouldn't it be good if we got a dab licence? Oh! Well, not a license, but a trial. If I get on this trial, it's been a lot of hard work, and I've done it all on my own with no help from anyone else. So, if I you ever want any help with anything, yeah, you only have to ask. Okay, a Caro. <laughs> 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 no, I, I'm always happy. To, <clears throat> I did try. You know, when you were doing all this, I did try and make myself. Do you available. know what? It's, it's quite funny actually, because the, one of the only presenters who ever responds to anything I say or says thanks or well done is Phil Meek. No yeah. one else ever does. I, I do. Oh, and, and Alex I and do. Pete. I do. No, not, not you me. guys. You're not presenters, though. I don't oh. class you as presenters. Okay. Well, Caro, I do. But not poor. <laughs> oh, I'm horrible to it. So what's your milk? Table two. Table two. He's crying again. He is on the inside no, and no. on the outside. <laughs> right. Um, let's have a quick listen to this other podcast, which is only three minutes long. This okay. is to do with the internet and how people in the southwest, from where we're from, and it like, they can't do without the internet, apparently. Mm. And essential needs and other things. So let's have a listen to what they've got to say. Um, we'll be back after this and we'll play another song on the way out. And we're going to do the front pages in a bit as well. Yeah, that's the newspapers. Yeah, but poor. Good. Good. Okay. good. Good. Music, news and information for South Gloucester, 7FM. Well, this is the direct line survey on modern day essentials. And what it shows is that there's been a bit of a technological takeover, really, uh, in that the, the items that we feel we cannot do without, um, four in the top ten are, are screen-based. You know, the internet is number one, TVs are at number three, laptop, tablets, iPads, etc. number four. Um, so... And e-readers come a little bit further down. So, you know, we've just actually latched on to all this technology in a really relatively short space of time. I mean, when you think that nobody sent emails until 20 years ago, and also if you think that um, Facebook is only 10 years old and Twitter is younger than that, and yet they're so intrinsically part of our life, and so I suppose that is why they figure so highly in the essentials for modern living. Well, what they show in the Southwest is that more than a third of people say they couldn't live without the internet, and one in ten say they can't go more than 12 hours without logging online. Um, in stark contrast, actually, uh, many are happy to go days without seeing their loved ones, which I don't think is so healthy. And um, one in ten say they can last two days without seeing their partner, um, but, uh, you know, obviously they, they couldn't last without the internet, so I think that says quite a lot about modern living. What stands out for me, really, is just this change in our habits that, that has become universal in such a short sector of history. And... Um, you know, in lots of ways, of course, it's good. We all like to go onto our Twitter feed or Facebook and, and see who's doing what and, and you know, share jokes or pictures. And, and, and that's a, a very nice way of being in contact with friends worldwide. And also, let's face it, the technology is great if you're taking children on holiday in a car and they've all got their own screens and they're all wrapped up in um, computer games or DVDs and, and that makes a journey very much easier. So, you know, 
know, and also all the information we get on the internet that you can see just how viable and how important all that is. But I think what this um, direct line survey does show is that um, there is a danger, perhaps, of us having less face-to-face contact with people because we're so busy with our head in the phone all the time. And, uh, you know, maybe long term, that's not so good. Direct Line commissioned this research because it's important for an insurance company to know what are the essentials in people's lives. Clearly, there are insurance implications here because um, if these items are so crucial to people and they tell us that they are, it's absolutely vital that they're insured. And the further point from Direct Line's point of view is that they have a policy uh, to do their utmost to replace within eight hours these crucial items that are lost or stolen. 7FM, local and international radio at 7FM.com. So what can you do with it, Paul? Me? I struggle with it. Um, Sex? Yeah. Okay. And toast. And toast together. <laughs> oh, toast definitely. Well, with I, Nutella on it. I had to um, come back and get my phone because I forgot it, didn't I? Yeah. On Wednesday, I had to yeah. come back on Thursday and start with your wife. I wish I'd known because what I would have done is uh, I'd have formatted it. <laughs> And put photographs of me naked on it. I've already got them. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So we were talking earlier about words. And um, I think uh, those foul-mouthed people, um, they talked about, used the word hung or hanged. So what's the difference? Tell me more, Karen. Well, actually, a lot of people say he hung himself, you know, for person. And it's it's the wrong verb. It's, It's the verb to be hanged which is a reflexive verb. So you say, he hanged himself, or he was hanged. What does reflexive verb mean? It's one of those, it's one of those verbs where you have to kind of conjugate it with a, di- a hang different on, hang verb. Hang on, hang on. Go on, keep going. Yeah, a different verb. So, like, to wash oneself. You know, you, ha- you, want, you have to put oneself. There's a subject. There's a subject and as what's well. What's that called? Uh, a reflexive verb. Reflexive? Yeah. Okay. What about the word right and to right? Oh, oh, well, they're spelt differently, of right. course. So there's W-R-I-T-E, to write something. Yeah. And write, which is right or left, or a right, so somebody why, may have. So why do the Americans say, write me? Uh, Are they wrong? Uh, well, it's one of those things, isn't it? Because language and, and verbs and all that sort of stuff, they are used in different ways. And over time, things things kind of get get altered. But technically, grammatically, no. They're wrong. They're wrong. I think. I'm not an expert, Sorry, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, when you say... I was interested what, in what you were saying. In, in terms of Simon and Garfunkel, yeah. why don't you write me? I think that's correct, because it, it works in the song. But it doesn't. It, fe- it feels wrong. In Clarke's spreadsheet of wrong and right, and the two columns... Strictly every, speaking, it's right that's to, to me, because you've got to put the, the, what, the article in. Does that make it a... What was it? Sub, what was the word verb again? Uh, reflexive. No, no it, doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't. So give no. me another example. Uh, to wash oneself. <laughs> or to what? get, to get to, washed, you know. To, you have to, to get... You have to have... To, to wash makes, oneself is the reflexive bit. To wash one's... Oh, and to be. To, to be, be is, not, Yeah, to be. And of course... Now, this to be is a weird one, isn't it? Because yeah. you've... So to be, but you're not I be, I am. So what, is, what does that mean? Um, to, I don't know that. I don't know how that how that works, but I do know that when you're learning a foreign language, very often they've got two two verbs for the verb to be. Because they have, and Spanish um, is one of those. And Spanish and Italian is Esta, another. And yeah. or, and uh, or, 
Uh, soy. <laughs> soy. Ser. Soy. Ser. Yeah. Ser, Ser is the other Ser. verb to be. Yeah. And in Italian, it's the same. It's uh, it, They've got a verb to be somewhere, as in geographically loca- located. Yeah. Or to be as in identity. Yes. Yes, there are different. Uh, and I know in Spanish, one is a permanent. So you wouldn't say uh, esta, esta, you wouldn't say uh, soy baracho. Briaco. No, baracho, is it? I'm drunk. Biraco. If you Biraco. said, if yeah, if you said um, something baracho, it would mean I am, I am a drunk, not I am drunk. Yes. So if one, and I think is the other one is like, if you're a professor, that's you. Mm. So you'd be uh, soy professor, or whatever the word yeah, is. Yeah, and some of them, As you see, you ask, you, some they use the verb to have. Mm. So you, do not, you don't say, I am hungry. I have in Italian, hunger. Yeah, I, I have hunger. Yeah. Or fame in uh, Italian, I yeah. have hunger. J'ai fame in, in French. It's fascinating. I love it. I, I do love as it. well. And that's the other thing. So on the train, I'm going to mm. get back into my Spanish, because <gasps> again, oh, as, as with the E... Excuse me. They've got um, all Spanish people serving food. Hola, como esta? Si, muy bien, why? And that's French and a bit. Como esta? I just struggle with all this grammar stuff. You Dame can... un americano con leche, por I'll favor. Get my, um... Oh, bravo. Si, Ooh, si. I'll get my language teacher to phone in one Saturday, because he he's had to do me a sheet with what the all the grammatical terms mean. Oh. Because mm. I just haven't done them for so long. I know, it's, it's Conjugative complex. verbs and... Past it's participles really and I just haven't got a clue, basically. I've just had a message from our Phil. Yeah. Top Phil saying, thanks, Andy. No, thank you, mate. He, honestly, when I send stuff out, Phil always responds. Mm. And he always says, thanks. <laughs> oh, and Alex does. And Peter as well. Right. Yeah. B- but not me. But not you. I do. Never. Oh, he's hard man on me. Let's do... So, th- uh, did you recognise... Do you recognise this electric guest? Listen... This is an advert on the TV at the moment. It's, I think it's a Fiesta. I was going to say it's a car advert. It's, no. it's brilliant. It's I just can't it's lovely. It. Yeah, it's good. What's the track? It's called Electric Guest, The Head That I Hold. And this woman got the head of death. I like that. It's got a bit of a 60s feel to Definitely. it. Definitely. Bit of jazz. Bit of jazz. Smooth. Jazz club. Smoky. Nice. <laughs> Let's see if I can just make, make it sound a bit better. Do that, do that. Hang on, where are you? You're there. Do that again, Paul. Smoking. Hang on, do it again. Oh, I turned you right off. <laughs> Go on. Smoking. Yeah, that's good. Put a bit of low on there. Right, mm. um, and Phil also said, which I like this, is um, if you need any help, please book through my secretary. <laughs> help with what? <laughs> Anything. He's offered to help me. So with what? He, he always does. Well, so with this dab stuff, if I've oh. got to set the transmitter site up and all this... Are Phil coming out because he does. I think you'll find if you go on the listen again, although I might have said it off air, I'm always happy to help with I anything. I know! I just like winding you up! Thanks Yay! for being part of my wind up, Phil, it's even though you so didn't know easy, you were. So oh, easy, so easy. Like I'll do a bit of scheduling for you, Andy. I'll I know you will. That. Thanks, Cara. I'll schedule something for him in a minute. <coughs> oh, don't be like that, Paul. <laughs> so let's do a bit of, uh, let's do some news, shall we? Yeah. Let's do the front pages on uh, oh I can't read that from here <laughs> ah I forgot so I'm getting old now I can't my glasses. see it. I might actually are they any, do they work for me they're in the wrong prescription for me I found it now but you'll have to give me back quickly oh, for I me just, to do my I bit I can't pick the paper up <laughs> see in the next oh, room they are better oh I can't see the screen now <laughs> <laughs> this is all going terribly wrong I haven't got any bifocals that's uh, not what I heard it's all dear uh, oh I can't see that so anyway we're going to do the front pages now on 7FM <laughs> So, Osborne and Spurn and the Poppy Plot. 
The Guardian has the same story on its front. The headline accuses... I can't read with these on. Oh, don't break them. Sorry. Sorry, they're expensive. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, the headline accuses Mr Osborne of sleight of hand in his claim, and a Labour spokesman is quoted as saying the Chancellor had used smoke and mirrors in how he presented the amount of budgetary surcharge that the UK had to pay. The Times also carries speculation that such a plot existed. The paper notes that security sources have refused to be drawn over any suspected targets the alleged plotters may have had in mind. The Sun's front pages speculates that there was a plot to attack the Queen when she attends a Royal British Legion event ahead of the Remembrance commemoration. The Daily Star's front has a picture of Ceres Yem, the 20-year-old, 22-year-old apologist, murdered by a man in what is said to have been a cannibalistic attack. And the Daily Express lead features six simple lifestyle changes which could reverse the onset of type 2 diabetes, according to an expert in the condition. The iLead looks at George Osborne's claim that he has negotiated a halving of the amount Britain has to pay the EU as a top of, of his budget contributions. The paper says European leaders are accusing the Chancellor of an accounting trick and opponents have accused him of spinning the story. The other big story for the Saturday's press is the arrest of four men in London and the South East on suspicion of being part of an Islamist terror plot. The Daily Mail says the timing of the arrest has fueled speculation that there could have been an attack planned to be carried out on Remembrance Sunday. And the Daily Telegraph notes the Remembrance Day ceremony at the Cenotaph in London this year will be marked by the tightest security measures seen since the aftermath of the 9-11 attacks. The Daily Mirror's front page covers the jailing of a woman who fooled a man into thinking she had given birth to his child. Charmaine Wilson borrowed a friend's toddler to dupe Liam Griffiths into thinking he had fathered a child after a one-night stand. The Independent top story says Britain's energy market is set for a revolution as local authorities in a number of areas are looking to set up their own electricity and gas retailing companies which will undercut the big six firms who currently dominate the market. And finally, the Financial Times weekend top story says a plunge in the value of the ruble raises the possibility that Russia may be heading for a financial crisis. The paper notes the currency dropped 8% in one day, its biggest one-day fall in 11 years. So that is your front pages on Saturday, the 8th of November, 2014. This is 7FM. And there you go. That was the front pages. So I think we did that very well. Yeah, it was pretty good. And I'd just like to say the music was brilliant as well. <laughs> and I've got that sus now. Oh, I can mi- That was three different tracks I mixed together. Fantastic. Very well done, actually. Thank you, thank you, I Karen. have to say. Thank you, Karen. How, How did you get, get the end buttered? How did you get the ending bit? Do you have to... Is that another song, so, effectively, you play together? Yeah, what you got... Let me just do that. I'll just show you this, so just for, for benefit of doubt. So, so that's the... <clears throat> let's say that's now, and we're coming up to around eight seconds to go. Yeah. So what I'll then do is click this. Ah. Oh. See? And then do that sort of animated bit at the end. This is 7FM. Fantastic. That's good. That's slick. Thank you. That was good. So when I said, and finally, that was good then. That was it. That was a good cue, wasn't it? It was a good cue. Hey, we're learning all the time. Yeah, good girl. No, we're trying hard here. (laughs) We are indeed. (laughs) Very hard. So what we're going to do now is go out with a bit of Skilo, because we like this. Yo, Um, find it. So it's going to be goodbye, Neil. You're going to be here for two weeks, are you? No, I should miss you. I might... Well, I will we'll Skype in if you want me to. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, we'll capitalise on that and talk about you. You know that. So, <laughs> I know. Um, it's going to be goodbye from me. Yes. See you in a couple of weeks, everyone. Okay. Uh, bye bye, Paul. And goodbye from me too. Are you in next week? I'm in next week. Good girl. Home. Yeah. Definitely. So, mm. uh, are you've, have you recorded a show for Monday for Wednesday? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
This is Paul trying to tune into a radio. Oh, sorry. This is a bit of Skilo, I wish. We'll be back next week at the same time, 20 past whatever. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and six foot four. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leoshi because she don't know me, but yo, she's really fine. You know, I see her all the time everywhere I go and even in my dreams, I can scheme a way to make her mine. Because I know she's living fat. Her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball, so how am I going to compete with that? Because when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked and in some cases never picked at all. So I just lean up on the wall or sit up in the bleachers with the rest of the girls who came to watch they man ball. Dad, y'all, I never understood black brother jocks get the fly girls and me, I get the hood rats. I tell them scat, skittles, kebabble. Got hit with a body and in a hospital for dark in that mess. I confess it's a shame when you living in a city that's the size of a box and nobody knows your name. Glad I came to my senses like quick, quick, got sick, sick to my stomach. Overcoming my thoughts of me and her together, right? So when I asked her out, she said I wasn't that tight. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat six for a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her, I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six for a ball. I wish I had a brand new car, so far I got this hatchback, and everywhere I go your wife gets laughed at, and when I'm in my car I'm laid back, I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat, and if you buy Across Gloucester and around the world at 7fm.com and 7fm.com.